rudeness, that sounded good. Brief and to the point. <laughs> oh, good afternoon, dear heart. Welcome once again to that ghastly production, Sir Blade Preserve. I am your friendly neighborhood vampire, Sir Blade Gottfried. Each Saturday this time on your TV, too, I bring you tales of the supernatural, ghost stories, monster tales, stories to chill your blood, tales to run fingers of fear up and down your spine. So, my dears, turn out your lights, pull down the shades, draw the drapes, cuddle up in your favorite spot by the telly, and glue your little eyes to your TV screen for today's tale of terror. We are back with, with, with oh boy, word salad just happened there. Too much adrenaline. Were there from words the coming out? No, they weren't. They actually were not. What I was trying to say is, welcome back. Here we are. The month of Giallo. What are we doing? It's Giallo-ween. Giallo-ween. It, we're starting you off slow with a, I'm going to call it a terror tap. A terror tap? By the way, we opened up with, if you're a, you're a Gen Xer or you're like a late era baby boomer and you're from Detroit, you probably recognize the voice of Sir Graves Ghastly. That was our Detroit guy? Yeah, it was our, that was my childhood we just listened to. Interesting. Yeah, those were the days, local TV, we don't have that anymore. It's, it's a real shame. So that was for you, Matt Sosi, because that's the only person <laughs> I know who would get Sir Gray. I don't think do we have anybody from Detroit who listens to us. I mean, that's horrible. Then like we're like, like like that right, like Rodriguez. He was like big in South Africa, and nobody fucking knew him in his own hometown. Yeah, where's our documentary gonna happen? I, I hear they're working on it. But yeah, it's Schlocktober. We're kicking it off right now tonight. Tonight. And the theme is Halloween Italian horror. Um, a, about 25% of our listeners are going to make like a ghost and disappear for this month and Ooh. not listen to us. We don't care because this is about us. And At least it's in the do. spirit of Halloween that they make like a ghost. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. That's what the, but yeah. Giallo, if you know what a Giallo is. I have no fucking clue. Well, I'm going to explain it to you. Please. I'm going to do some splaining, as Ricky Ricardo would say. Giallo is the Italian word for yellow. Okay. And what it was was back in the day, they would have these cheap uh, like pulp uh, novels, and okay. they had yellow covers. Yes. Okay. And they were murder mysteries. You'd get them in like newsstands and whatever right. have you. You know, it's like pulp kind of shit, pulp fiction. Yeah. And they started doing them as movies, and then it became like a, a genre of Italian movie. Okay. So the premise, basic premise of a giallo, one, it's a murder mystery. You don't know who the killer is until the end. Okay. You also, well, also some other traits of it are you get a lot of POV shots from the killer's point of view. Okay, check. You almost always get black gloves and they and if you see the killer they usually almost have a ha- like a hat and like a trench coat so you can't really tell who they're they really are. yeah okay you uh they're almost always stab people but there's different kind of implements of ways they've killed people other ways but stabbing is usually the way they kill right. which is why they're proto slashers okay which is why you should always carry a gun on you right a guy tries to stab you or a lady doesn't matter right murder is a a, a genderless crime so there's a lot of mixture of sex and violence. It's a lot of like 
women getting killed, which we which came the slasher thing too. Women who enjoy sex must die. Yes, okay. So there's a lot of that. So there's nudity. There's gory violence. People being stabbed. Reminds me a lot of some of our American horror movies, though. The horniest mm. bitches always die. Right, because that's what they deserve. Horrors. They deserve to die. Interesting. So yeah, that's basically in a nutshell what a GL is, and that's why I picked. Because I just, honestly, I just want to talk about Koja. That's the reason I picked this. But this is the kind of a slightly there's giallo esqueness to this episode. We have a mystery killer. We don't know who the killer is until the end. Okay. We get a lot of point of view shots from the killer's point of view. I like it. And he kills women that enjoy having sex. <laughs> Easy. So this is your this is your first taste of giallo. You'll get more in a few days when we go full blown with murder rock. But right. we're we're easing you into this world of schlock. Italian. And we've already done Kojak before. We don't really need uh, to get in a whole lot of the background. I think we've done two now. We've done two. This is our third. And so we know that there is a reoccurring cast. We know that Stavros is the bitch boy. Uh, always has to pick up the styrofoam cups. Well, yeah, there's there's two squads of, of uh, Kojak henches. He's got his main squad, Stavros, who played by his brother, George, who he just verbally abuses through every episode. Naturally. And Kraka, Kraka, who's like the young stud who does the running for Koji. Koji doesn't run. Yes. Okay. And then we see him in this episode. They don't show up in every episode, but Saperstein and Rizzo, those are the, the B squad. Okay. And Stavros and Kraka are busy with something important. We put Stavros or Rizzo. And on this it. mission was all hands aboard. They needed yeah. to get everybody and all their unique talents involved. Right. By the way, I'm. I'm drinking uh, soda water. It's spiced apple. It's horrible. It smells horrible? It's, oh, does it smell horrible? I can smell it. Come, you know why? Air? Because it just it tastes like carbonated cinnamon water. Mm, no. Like I could maybe get into some cinnamon in a cola, mm-hmm. but no, this does not work. It's I'm, I picked the wrong fucking can. I meant to get the cranberry one. I'm not enjoying this at all. What's your take on cranberry? Because I'm a big cranberry. I like it's juice. good for you. You don't have. I don't. That's why I never have urinary tract infections. Yeah. I drink a lot of cranberry. This morning I had to go get gas, and I was looking for oatmeal with cranberries is good. Oatmeal cookies with Ooh, cranberry. I am a big fan of the craisin or the cranbasin. Yeah, it's good. Big fan of it. I like it better than a raisin. Very tart. Very wonderful. Yes. Much uh, like Kojak. Much like Kojak. Oh, oh yeah. So. Um, what I wanted to say here was that we've got all the cast involved. Yeah. We got Kojak. Like you said, Kojak is very much the Patrick Stewart of Next Gen, where he's just brains. He talks to right. everybody. He's not running. He delegates. Yeah, he delegates. He's not fighting. He's not right. fucking arm Well, he's trying people. to get laid. I mean. In this episode. It gets in the way. Well, every episode. Every episode he tries to get laid? Well, is every, that why the I don't think he pop? tries. I think it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Every woman wants to fuck Kojak. I mean, come on. This all started with, I believe uh, we were talking with Matt, who said, you guys got to watch Battle of the Network Stars. We, Is that correct? I brought it up, and then he brought up the the uh, thing where uh, Kojak, Telly Savalas, clowned little mini-me yeah. mini Robert Conrad. Right. And I fell in love with Telly Savalas when we watched that, because he was up there and we He's talking about- a cigarette wearing a Speedo, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and his shades. Yeah. The shades. <laughs> And I, I, as you know, I get into wrestling all too often on the show. I love my old wrestling. I love the old wrestling characters. I love the fucking promos they cut. Telly reminded me. Telly. Wait, I did it right this time. Yeah, it's his name. Tully. I keep uh, no, doing that. I know, up. I know. I keep doing that. 
But uh, no, Telly reminded me of an old fucking school wrestler. He was just all spit, all vinegar. He was just, nope. If we lost, it's because somebody cheated. They fucking punked us. We need official review and on he it. Just, yeah, let's, let's, uh, uh, Matt kind of told the story, but we'll tell the story. Because we watched it immediately after we did the episode. Right? I, I, and it, was, it, did, it just popped up. We didn't plan that. It just had it was, you just randomly picked an episode, and it was the episode it Matt was, was talking about. It was that about. episode. It was incredible. Okay, let's, if you don't know, it was the networks would hit their stars, and they would compete in like yeah. like sporting events. ABC, NBC, CBS. So there was a relay race. Yeah, and so it was NBC that was uh, captained by Robert Conrad, CBS, Telly Savalas, and ABC, Gabe Kaplan, Mister Carter, Mister Carter, and so. Uh, Robert Conrad's team wins, but ah uh, ah uh, uh, tell you whose team came in last. He didn't even give a shit. He just wanted to fuck with Robert Conrad. He just wants justice in the world. He's like, um, I noticed that when the guy went to get the baton, he walked backwards, and you know, and then and then Robert Conrad blows his stack. It was amazing. This is like, I mean, it's just funny because Kaplan and Telly Savalas don't give a. Fuck about winning this shit. They're just there to fucking party and hang out with their friends, right? And Conrad's gotta win because he's fucking five foot two, right? So <laughs> he's like, "Fuck, this is bullshit. This is bullshit." And then he gets. Remember, we got like racist. He's like, "I'm German. You're Greek. You're a Jew. I kill both of you." Like, yeah, what? That was such an off color joke. <laughs> Everything. I don't know. I think it was a joke. I think it was a threat. It might have been. <laughs> Everything about it was just so fucking good because it was so unproduced. Like it was right. just live cameras rolling. Yeah. The crowd was literally just people showed up because it looked like it was done at a high school football field or something. It was a college uh like it yeah. was a co- Pepper okay. Nine College really always had it. It yeah. was it was so fucking cool to watch. I really appreciate so it. So the compromise was that the ju- the judge is like, Telly's right. We we checked this tape. He's right. Yeah. So they were going to have a race between Robert Conrad and Gabe Kaplan. And Robert Conrad's just like, I'm going to smoke. Because Gabe Kaplan has no muscle tone at all. Yeah. And so he's just like, I'm going to smoke this fucking little nerd. (laughs) And then Gabe Kaplan kills him. Yeah. He he, laps that motherfucker. He started like several paces behind you got Robert Conrad doing like a full four-point stand or whatever they call them. Four-point. Three-point stance. Three-point stance. I think that's the what the football players yeah. do, but the track yeah. runners will do it with two. Yeah. He's getting yeah. his foot all gripped in, and what's the other guy's name? Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan is standing straight up, kind of dangling his arms beside him. Gets a slow start, but the man has gazelle-like power in his hamstrings that he just flies by Conrad nine paces ahead of him. Yeah. 45 Robert Conrads, if that is the measurement you would choose to use. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they win. So... I am completely in love with Tolly. Telly now. God damn it. Aristotle. Aristotle. So, Murray, let's cut into this episode. Enough let's get story to time. it. Let's get spooky. Let's get spooky because straight away it's night. Spooky no, already. Scariest time of the day. And we're following a ER station wagon. Even scarier. Yeah, the old school ambulances were like station wagons, which makes no sense. Right. How are you supposed to work on people in that little... You're like all hunched over Yeah, which, I think that's why they came up with the vans. Right. That, so, all right, we set the stage. It's happening at a hospital. It's called the Terror in the Halls. Mm. Or the Halls of Terror, I should say. The Halls say. of Terror, yeah. And so we see a nurse. She's with someone patient. Like, you know, I always found this very insulting. 
You notice, and I think they still do it now. Anytime there's someone who's quote unquote a mental patient, they're always wearing pajamas and a robe. They're, they have to be they're, always. They're never in the clothing. If you're checked into an uh, institution, anything like that, yeah. you're always wearing the, that kind of clothes. Right. You're never allowed to dress like an adult. Never. And he's this meek little nerd, bald glasses, and he's helping the nurse. She's got, I guess, some excess drugs that she's got to put back in the pharmacy. So he's helping her, caring. Yeah, thank you. And she's like, all right, that's all, Hector. You can go on to your room now. Yeah, scuttle back to your room, you harmless little fuck. So she unlocks the, the, far- thing, the door of the pharmacy. Of course, she drops a box right as she's opening the door. Right. Clutz. Uh, but, you know, she's got bigger things. You know, she's worried about all the other shit in her arms. So she's like, yeah, all this Oxycontin and shit. It's just all Oxycontin. She's probably going to steal it and sell it. She might dropped it yeah. very quick so she could sell it later. I saw a little vial of fentanyl, too. I didn't even know it was uh, invented yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to lace my coke with this shit. Hey, kill, right. kill all my clients. Makes sense. Goddamn right. And so she walks in the room, and there's like a sliding door. Yeah, it was a sliding door. And we cut back to the door. She's putting everything down, and we just see a gloved, full glove. There was no glove, but... There was no glove? No, it was the bare hand. I remember a glove. No, well, because you got Giallo on the brain. It would be if this was a full-blown Giallo. Let's check the tape. No, there was no glove. All right, we've checked the tape. There's no glove. (laughs) That was a great edit. People did not realize we took an hour and a half break. Yeah, we we actually called in the the office, the home base. I had Mattingly throw down my red flag. Yeah, well, you lost a timeout. So, yeah, the hand grabs the door and then follows her into this room. Mm. So we see we're getting a POV shot, very giallo. Yeah. And he's got, uh, I thought it was like like a towel where you ripped a strip off a towel. It's very ragged, like cloth in his hand. Yeah. And then he goes behind her and starts strangling the fuck out of her. We saw this scene a couple weeks ago on Columbo, scuff marks. Everywhere. All over this linoleum. 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 Are you like British now? Aluminium? Aluminium? Yeah. Yeah. Scuff marks yeah. everywhere. So you and know. And it's freshly waxed. I was enraged. I couldn't wait. I don't know if you were excited. I was like, Kojak's going to walk in here and be like, I want to see everybody's shoots. I want to see those souls, everybody. So she dies. Very And we hear, we hear Kojak gets the call. He's driving in his car. Going through red lights. He's, he's got crimes to solve. Walks in, does the classic Kojak, doesn't before he even stops the car, opens the door, jumps out. <laughs> Somehow the car like shifts itself into park. I don't know how that's Kojak. It's amazing. Yeah. And he's he just said park. And the, the, the car is scared of Kojak. Damn right. Walks in, he's like, We learned this is the second murder of the week in this hospital. Because everybody's greeting Kojak. Oh, Kojak's back again. Can you be a little easier on the mental patients, please? Yeah, like he, he slapped around a few. You're intense. You're yeah. fucking intense. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe we'll see. I mean, I'm trying to stop a murder. (laughs) I'm saving lives here. Fucking Christ. So Kojak is coming into the episode like Kojak would. Hot. Right. Like that cup of coffee. And as he walks past the doorway, we see this young man in his 20s with a cane, like lurking in the doorway watching. And then he walks back into his room. Oh, I hated this man from the Well, because he's also wearing pajamas. He must be insane because he's wearing pajamas with a robe. It was just his hair. I didn't like his hair. He had like, uh, oh, God, what's our Chips guy's name? Eric Estrada. He had like big old Eric Estrada head of hair. That was the hairstyle. I just didn't like him. So Kojak's like, do we got any witnesses? Well, Hector saw something. Uh, I think he looks at Hector. He's, 
barely disguises his disgust for this geek. Immediately starts pissing himself. Right. And he's like, I'm going to talk to that nerd over there. Let me take him away into this, this broom closet here. Where she's going to beat the shit out of this guy, get a confession out of him. So this is where we get Dr. Hel- Ellen. <laughs> I wrote Helen so many times that yeah. I had to go back and change it. Yeah. Ellen Page. Yeah, not to be confused. Well, I guess we can't confuse it because there we is can't. no actor named Ellen Page. That's right. It's Elliot, Elliot Page, Page, no? Uh, so Ellen Page. She's the polar opposite of Kojak. Exactly. Calm, cool, and collected. And she is like, she, Kojak, he's, look, he's look. seen everything. He's a cop. Yeah. He knows what the mean streets. Ellen, she means well, but she's a little bit of a sheltered life. She, yeah. She is, uh, they're both married to their jobs. Yes. But she is holed up in a she hospital. Be- she believes in compassion, which Kojak has no compassion. Yeah. She has to help people. Kojak has to see the ugly side of the world. Right. So they're coming from different sides of things. She's trying to he heal everybody. He sees hookers being brought in every single night. Every single He's seen it so many times. He dresses as guys as hookers just for exercise. <laughs> just, you know, just to amuse himself. Just to amuse himself. <laughs> you! You're wearing woman's clothing tonight. It's like he needs the ruckus for his brain to function. So he's yeah. like, all right, you're in the, you're, yep, you put on the green dress tonight. Shave it clean. Yes. Legs. Bare. So they get Hector. Ellen notices he's nervous because he's a, he's a, probably in here for a nervous breakdown. Right. She's the one who in, initiates and says, Kojak, look, you've been talking to my patients. You're scaring the shit out of them. <laughs> Hector's already pissing himself right now. You need to fucking calm it down. These guys are weak in the brain, which was fine to say back then. Right. And Kojak, he looks her up and down. He's like, okay. He likes what he's seeing. So he's like, all right, I'll I'll." I'll kid gloves with his kid. He was he he had the angry eyes yeah. and he was like I'm trying to solve a murder but I will talk to him at the end of the hall so you can see it. <laughs> and right. sure enough Kojak is a little easier on uh, Hector. Right. And know? the guy was like Nurse Fowler she was nice to me. I like to help her. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. And he's just he's about to back before a backhand Ellen comes back up, and there's you can just feel the sexual tension between them. He's like, get it over and just fuck you, too. Yeah. And she like, he's like, okay, he can rest. You know, I, I don't, I think he's innocent. Let going back to his room. Yeah, and you know, he just he can't handle stressful situations. Kojak starts in on Paige. Oh, can you handle stressful situations? Every time you come here, I get a little bit better at it. Oh, sexual tension, people. There's. You got to have some kind of animosity. You know it's love. So Krakash shows up. And he's like, uh, Lieutenant Kojak, can you come here? I got something I got to show you. Scuff marks everywhere. Scuff marks. Uh, and it's freshly waxed. Freshly Fresh waxed. Wa- Who waxed this floor? Yeah, I did. Just this morning. Kojak's like, Brown? Check your heels. Of course, we know all cops wear black heels. Right. It's regulation. Colombo taught us this like 10 right. years prior. And taught us this about three weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah. Go listen to that. It's a great episode. So we're looking at this scene, and Kojak, he's noticing immediately, this makes no sense. This body was dragged here. Right. Who would drag the body in here? Also, who could? I mean, what kind? do we have any kind of size, shape on this man? And he's like, I don't know, maybe like a little dumbbell freak like Robert Conrad. Immediately, Kojak just loogies into the fucking wall. <laughs> just the name Conrad makes him spit phlegm. So Kojak, he heads into another room. There's this little lazy cripple boy named Christopher who doesn't like to walk. Yeah. I think that's his problem. He doesn't like to walk. You know, Kids nowadays, in my days, 
You walked to places. Murray, you didn't expect people to carry you. I recognize this kid. And if you listen to our Glimmer Man episode, you would ne- recognize this kid. This kid grows up to be Christopher Maynard <laughs> Robinson. Oh, my God. A serial killer. Christopher Robbins Maynard. Re- excuse me. Christopher Robinson Maynard. Yeah. This kid is our serial killer from Glimmer Man. I notice it by the glimmer in his eye. I notice it by the start of male pattern baldness. <laughs> it was incredible. He was fucking eight, and he had eight. receding hairline. Right, and he was constantly touching. Uh, he had a little crown of thorns that he was wearing yeah. made out of pipe cleaners. And, of course, he uh, he was talking about killing people. So Christopher's like, Kojak, carry me. And he's like, all right, kid. <laughs> I like this because Kojak looks down at the kid. He's smirking a little bit, looks over. Paige is looking at him. So he's like, get on up on these shoulders. <laughs> right, exactly. And he meets, uh, while he's talking with the kid, he meets the administrator, Dr. Fine. Right. Again, he's been here a lot, so he knows all the faces. And, and he's, these are- he's also like, Kojak, you got to get the fuck out of here. These people are trying to recover. They need rest. And he's like, look, I'm trying to find a killer here. Meanwhile, Christopher is, like, poking Kojak's head. Mm-hmm. He's just testing. Kojak, you know, if, if Ellen wasn't there, Kojak would grab this kid by his arm, flip him, slam him into a wall, yeah. and just watch him slide down. Oh, yeah. It looked like one of those horror scenes you see in AEW where a guy looks like, uh, just recently, that girl who fell over and almost broke her fucking head open. Smart. Uh, but, yeah, so Columbo. Columbo, god damn it. Kojak, of course. I did the same thing in her Columbo yeah. episode. Yes, you did. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we both have our detectives on the brain at all exactly. times. Yeah. So this is great because Kojak, of course, he's giving it to fine. He's telling him, we're locking down the fucking hospital. I have to stop a murderer who's in your hospital and clearly getting out of your hospital, too. So I need to lock it down. No one can come in. No one can leave. We got to do this. And fine. We're, he's, no. he's not fine. Yeah, he's not fine. This is why I immediately thought he's the killer. Because yeah. he immediately starts condescending to Kojak. The Kojak, here, here's some candy. Why don't you take some candy? He hands him two Tootsie Pops. <laughs> and Ko- Kojak's not used to having dirt thrown in his face. And now Kojak's used to handing out the Tootsie Pops. Right. And just to add a this little... A power play. To really add levity to the scene here, the kid, he's poking away at his head. What are you doing up there? <laughs> I'm counting your freckles, Mr. Kojak. And as Kojak does many times on the show, he calms the kid down by giving him a sucker. He's like, here, suck on this. And the kid immediately is sedated. So now we're seeing how Dr. Ellen Page works. And she's got a deal. This reminded me of Laura Palmer's mom, Sarah Palmer. She kind of looked like I She, she kind of oh, looked yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And she's a horrible drunk like Laura or Sarah Palmer was. And she's there to visit her son, Ralph. Who we saw earlier lurking in the hallways. Right. And Kojak is seeing just how gentle Paige is with her patients. Right. She's like suggesting, well, maybe you need to go to AA. I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do with your life, but maybe you could, you know, and she's being, yeah, comforting this woman who's obviously guilt ridden because she had something to do with her son being crippled. A cripple. Yeah. I think she was on a motorcycle and hit her son. Maybe. Uh, so Kojak sees how gentle she is, walks over. Maybe I should take up drinking so you can treat me that way. And she goes, talk to my secretary, Kojak. You can see the sparks just flying Jesus, they're both me. They're sharing smirks so fucking wide and hard. You know they're going to be, oh, my God. Back this. at the precinct. This is where we see, there's really no explanation. Just in the background, I love it. It's, it's, called, it's set dressing. 
We see a bunch of cops wearing dresses, shaving with an electric razor. <laughs> Nobody comments on it. This is a normal day in the precinct. I just love this because I feel like this is a normal thing in Kojak's world. This is, again, what we were talking about. Kojak needs a fucking busy environment for his motor to run. He needs the sleaze of the world to be amongst him. So he walks in, and we see Crocker with Nurse Brady, who knows Nurse Fowler. Crocker, not Crocker. Well, he's, he's sedate now, like you said. Okay. So this is Nurse Brady, who, who's friends with Nurse Fowler, who died in the beginning of the episode. And she's wearing her tennis whites. She just got off the court. Right. And he's like, well, come into my office, ma'am. And he's like, can you tell me about this, uh, Nurse Fowler? Did she have any enemies? No. She, she'd suck any dick put in her face. She yeah. loved People loved her, and she loved people. I, I cannot remember a man or woman... Who didn't fall in love with her immediately. And I can't remember a man or woman she didn't go down on. Exactly. They would sneak off all the time. We would always see the, you know, that you in the doctor world, you don't take the tie off and put it on the door. You take off your stethoscope and put it over the door to let everybody know, right. yeah, I'm sucking some fucking cock or puss in here. Now, about a year ago, she was dating another doctor, but she loved him, but he was, he was married. Yeah. You know. Why are all the good ones married? But he made her happy. Dr. Alfred Parker, do you know him? Yeah. And you get this. He died recently swimming. Coronary. Just coronary. I want... Murray, help me out here. Maybe this is the wrong timeline and everything, but I remember a man who got murdered by the worst mechanic in the world, Jason Latham. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Latham? Jason Latham. Jason Statham. Do you think this guy got killed? Like yes. You're putting it together. I noticed the yellow filter. Yeah, so everybody, we might be fucking with timelines here. Yeah. I'm suspecting Jason Statham in this murder. <laughs> you got a list with your Statham? Oh, no, that's, just, how, that's just my British accent. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you hear that, British people? Just give a list. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say it's their British accent. No. I said it's my British accent. Timberley Stadium is just people are walking out in droves. No, I apologize. No, here I'm the baby face. There I'm the heel. Oh, that's that how it works. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Kojak was listening to this. He's drinking his little cappuccino and his tiny little styrofoam cup. Yeah. And then he just realized this tastes like shit. It's cold. You want this? Yeah. He says to Nurse Brady, hey, you look like. After he just spit in it, too. (laughs) You look like you could use a refresher. (laughs) And she takes it because it's Kojak. And Nurse Brady was also saying, I wish I could find a man like Nurse Fowler could. So Kojak is playing. This is supposed to be a spooky episode. Kojak's playing fucking matchmaker here because he goes, Crocker, need you to take Nurse Brady home. And also, did you tell me that you're single right now and ready to mingle? He actually tells her to take her to the hospital. She's got her shift coming up. Yeah. Go play doctor, kids. And then he just pats Crocker on the top of his head and walks out. Spits on his face. So, Ellen, she's hard slave to the grind because she never takes a day off. She's in her office, gets a call. What do you do in the 70s when you get a call, girl? <laughs> Murray, I did not realize this was a thing. And you were like, wait a minute. Does everybody record calls in Columbo? Here it is in Kojak. Right. Nurse answers the phone, immediately opens her giant drawer right. with a giant recording machine, hits the fucking lever, starts recording. And she hears this. Oh. I do. What I do? This guy in the toilet. What is it? Because they deserve it. Pain for pain.
insane. It's only fair. Oh my god! So this is person either passing a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, he's got to be in the hospital. It's got to be coming from inside, right? It's got to be. And as we zoom out, we see <laughs> hospital, you know, telephone right there. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? They were Kojak was right to try to close the hospital down. Right. Or maybe he wasn't wrong, but it, yeah. it's in the hospital. <laughs> right. All right. So now we're in uh, Ralph's room. His mom distraught for all the guilt because she caused this probably drunk driving we we did see like in the earlier scene with ralph's mom or maybe it was in this scene she's constantly actually i think it's in every scene she's in <laughs> she's got a full <laughs> bottle of liquor and it's always falling out of her purse right. i think she's trying to get other people to be like oh do you want a party and we do <laughs> see it works later on yeah. like it's incredible so she's trying to console her son he's pouting and we see our boy christopher Got the baseball mitt out. He's throwing the ball in his hand. He's doing his blood red finger paintings that he's got all over the wall. He has some mysterious illness too. Nobody can walk in this fucking hospital. He's 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 at his seventh operation for walking. We don't know. They never explain. He just cannot walk. So he's just like, yeah, your kid doesn't want to get better. He doesn't go to his therapy, little rat. All he would need to do, Mrs. Ralph. Is go to his therapy, and I swear he would walk. I try to tell him every day. I make him these finger paintings of people hanging, and I give them to me, him, and he just doesn't like them. So drunk mom, she's realizing she's getting nowhere. So what does she do? She does the old move. I'm going to make him jealous by talking to this kid like he's my Isn't son. That reverse psychiatry in an institution. Probably the smartest move ever. And she's just like, you know what? You're a brave little boy ratting out my son like that because he could kill you. He yeah. kill you in your sleep. You're I, a little, you're a little kid. I hate Chris's full head of hair, but or not Chris. I hate Ralph's full head of hair, but you're just a sweet baby boy. You're already balding. I love it. It's so great. And he's like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to get the next next operation. Don't you dare say that. There's always hope. Always. Yeah. So then, uh, Mrs. Ralph. <laughs> Returns to Ralph and he just grabs her aggressively like, and yeah. lets her go. And then, yeah, and then just goes, turns over on his. It's side. like the move the Fonz would do because <laughs> he never fights, but he would grab somebody by his coat, uh, the lapels, and then he would just let him walk. Just to let him know, you're so close to pushing me over the edge, and I'm about to break. Next day, <laughs> Kojak shows up in the morning. He's uh, handed a file on Dr. Parker from, uh, I think, Saperstein. Yeah, and uh, he's heading into the hospital and everything because, of course, he's got to you know he's day two. He's got to talk to right. everybody again. Spots Doctor Fine, who he sure did it. He's like, this guy's not so fine. So he's like getting a little bit of background. We learn he's like he's like yeah, you used to be a doctor too. He's like um actually I was an anesthesiologist. He's like oh yes from the Greek from from the Greek word baklava. And he's just like, if Kojak's just giving him an ancient Greek lesson, you know, telling him about his job. And he's so like, what's your connection to Parker? How much do you know about him? What? I mean, he died swimming. What's that all about? Did yeah. a mechanic kill him? Doctors are healthy. They don't die swimming. And we learned that he was, that Parker was a surgeon and he was his anesthesiologist. Okay. And he's like. The two victims, do you know, were they banging? Like, did they all both fuck Parker? What's, yeah, going, on what's going on here? And and Dr. Fine's like, look, Kojic, I don't have time. This is my day off. I'm leaving right now. And Kojic's like, all right, but uh, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Right. So Kojic, uh, Kojic continues into the hospital, 
And this is where we get to see I was very confused by this because, of course, I'm not Murray-level Kojak yet. I haven't watched that many episodes. So Stavros is actually disguised as a janitor. Right. God. They don't even let him be – like he's <laughs> – <laughs> but he looks so perfect. Well, but that's the thing. It's how abusive Kojak is. Stavros, you're not allowed. You're not even good enough to be an orderly. Like pretend orderly. Yeah, you have to clean the toilets. And I think everybody knows this who listens to us. But th- this is Telly's little brother, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's even and better. This is why I think this is why I always thought he's got a full head of hair, yeah. big mop of hair, and you know Kojak Telly Zavalas is like, I got the charm, I got the looks, I got everything. But that fucking hair, you motherfucker! You had to have the hair. He can't even let his little brother even have the hair. Right. And so uh, as Kojak walks in, Stavros is telling him, hey, man, there's some trouble going on right now. Uh, and sure enough, we, I think this was outside. Thomas is having a moment. He's threatening a nurse. He's got a yeah. fucking broken bottle. Where, a- <laughs> he probably got it from Ralph's mom. <laughs> He got it because Ellen trusts these guys too much, as Kojak would say. Yeah, okay. He would say, don't get, give a fucking glass bottle to these psychos. Right. If you're going to give them a fucking Nantucket nectar, put it in a fucking sippy glass. Right. Never give them the bottle. So Thomas is another mental patient on the ward. And yes, he has a broken bottle to the throat of a nurse. They're like outside in like a patio area. And he's like, I'm evil. I'm so evil. And I've like, been so bad everything i do is wrong i'm a bad boy and of course dr ellen page is there yeah. paging dr ellen page that's redundant yeah. and you know she's got to talk thomas down this is her job and we see that she is a fucking maestro at it thomas how many gifts would you say i give you too many to count mrs page too many to count that's right I need one gift from you. That beautiful broken bottle you have in your hand. Come give it to me. And she does. meanwhile, Kojak's got his gun out. He's ready to just shoot this motherfucker. Because he knows the re- he he's seen this shit, right? He's on the streets. But, but Thomas he, relents. He yeah. realizes he's a piece of shit. He, he doesn't ever give anything back. And he gives her the broken bottle. Right, and then they haul him away. Sapphire and Rizzo grab him. They're probably going to kick the shit out of him in a hallway somewhere. Right. And Kojak's impressed. He's like, wow, I never thought about talking people down. I just shoot or beat the shit out of them. Right. Like, of wow. course, Ellen is full of guilt here because now he's going to be taken to the uh, state criminal asylum. What is it called? Yeah, this, the, Gotham. The, yes, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Where he's going to get raped by a joker. <laughs> Which is the worst fucking thing could ever happen to anybody. So, yeah, I'd be racked with guilt, too. And Kojak's like, whatever. He's just a fucking freak, you know? What's going on with you? Do you like to get freaky? Do you like to? <laughs> he may be a freak, but are you a freak? On a leash. On a Oh, Jesus Christ. How many <laughs> awful references to early 2000s rock rap are we going to make today? I don't know. I, I don't we'll know how out. we could make any more because I was into that, and I don't even know how many more we I'll can make. figure a way out. I got a $3 bill that says so we won't. So he's like, but look here. Next time someone's got a, a bottle in someone's throat, let me handle it, okay? Yeah, she – Kojak is warning her, be careful trying to talk these people down because one of these days – and you need to understand, you're a hot piece of ass like Candace from this movie – yeah. Slash dance. Yeah. Check it out. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday night. Totally fucking hot. You got that same bod, that same face. Yeah, I love it. There's a that. lot of MILFs going on in this this week for us. May, maybe we're not doing a Halloween month. Maybe we're doing a MILF month. 
I'm into it. Might be doing that. Uh, so yeah, and then he goes, up, "Hey, Fatso, Stavros," because that's that's what he calls Stavros. I love how like Kojak does no work in this. He just delegates. He's like, "Look up this shit. I got better things to Start do." Start investigating everybody <laughs> in the hospital. He's undercover, so of course they're gonna talk to the ja- every doctor <laughs> and nurse. Love janitors. Right. All they do is like that's what the show Scrubs taught us. But Lieutenant, that'll take all day. They get started. And just slaps him on the face, and then he just goes. <laughs> so they ask who who's been seeing who fucked Fowler. Apparently, everyone in this hospital's fucked Fowler, but round him up. Yeah, as we talked about, Fowler was one of those fierce spirits. She just loved yeah. fucking around. She would have eighteen OnlyFans page, and people would be say, "Fuck, I pray for you." And they wouldn't say, "Fuck, I pray for you," but they'd be say, "I pray for you." <laughs> she she just likes having sex. There's no yeah. problem with that. Likes people watching, oh. multiple people, right? Especially she, if they give her money. Is it really? I mean, I don't know. She, she just seems to do it in front of everybody. So it's like, are you really in, enthused by the thrill of getting caught when you just do it in front of everybody? That's just she's like a, the bottom line. She's, she's an exhibitionist. Like, yeah. So Kojak's, they feel a little parched. Let me get some of this uh, fountain water here. This was weird because the 70s water fountains were like yeah. round. You had to stick your whole head in there. Yeah, it was like well, a you don't want germs sc- getting it. It was like a CAT scan with the water spraying into your Hospital. mouth. Hospital, you don't want to get germs? It was very it? interesting. I wasn't expecting that. And as he's doing that, you hear, put your hands up. And he, he's like, what? He pulls out. There's a another patient with a neck brace. We do a slow pan up. We're waiting to see a guy holding a gun on Kojak. He's doing the finger gun thing. It's a patient. And he's like, yeah, that's what you cops say when you kill people, right? Isn't that what you cops say? And then he starts going into a whole racist screed that we will not discuss here. Well, no, he just talks about it's more of a young person thing. Because he was. It turns out he was uh, a teacher or a professor. Oh, And he's okay. like, yeah, I'm in here. Because some kids, some students, they were sitting on my car, and they scuffed the the, the fender. So I threw a brick at their head. You got to throw a brick at their head. I mean, I don't see any other brick. While he's saying that, Kojak's slowly going for his gun, and then Ellen Page swoops in because she never takes the time off. He? Kojak? Again, the five senses on Kojak. He's not an action man like Patrick Stewart in Next Generation, but he's got the five senses locked in. Doesn't even have to look behind him. He smells Dr. Ellen Page wafted into the room. Jasmine. Yep. Doesn't have to turn. Doesn't have to see his Jasmine. Definitely Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) Murray's been bath bombing recently. He keeps telling me about it. You guys don't get to see it. You don't get to see it on the Twitter, Murray. Yeah. I get to see it on the private. Yeah, everyone thinks though. I'm a dirty creep, but I'm I'm a clean creep. He he's always scrubbing himself, saying, "Why does everyone think I'm the fucking heel? You're Goblin Griff. Why don't I they know. get that? They do in Europe. That's why I love yeah. Europe. That's why you it's guys called, are the best. That's why it's Timbly instead <laughs> of Grimbly. Yes. So yeah, she comes, swoops in. Rizzo shows up. I love how they're having cops actually do jobs in a hospital. Like, that's totally fucking unorthodox. Like, Rizzo's like, shit, Kojak. I, I, he got away from me. Somebody was getting in the whirlpool. I said, hey, jacuzzi time. I want to have a beer with this hot chick. Mm-hmm. And then he disappeared. I'm sorry. And he just grabs fucking the guy by the neck with his brace and just yanks him back into the room. So we get a nice quick cut here. And we go into first person. GI vision. Excuse me? Giallo. Giallo vision, first person view. A nurse has handed a letter. Would you please, Paige, Dr. Fine? You please, <laughs> Paige, Dr. Fine, 
to his office. And then we cut over to Kojak, who's with Crocker. They're in a like a broom closet. Yeah, they're in a broom closet. They're looking at just twine, and they're just like, "This is the same shit that you." Why are we yelling in a closet? First of all, <laughs> but this is the shit they, they want to get this killer. Yeah, that's it. It's the enthusiasm to catch the killer. We learned that they use twine. I guess when they get the laundry back, they tie it up with twine, like the sheets or something. It's also. Also, the same twine they use in macrame. Which was very hot in the 70s. It was very big, macrame. Kojak pointed that out. Said, hot fact, everybody in the 70s works with macrame. <laughs> I can think of 50 people in this hospital that work with macrame. Well, they, they, he says all those mental patients, that's all they do is macrame all day. That's anybody a- could get have access to this twine. Anybody. Stavros just pops in. He's doing all the fucking work. He's fucking. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. We don't serve up single meatballs anymore. Stavros pops in with just a fucking meatball. He's going to town on it. And he's like, get this. Parker, the doctor that died in the pool, Fowler was his assistant for a time. Oh. And Parker was banging Fowler. Oh, wait. I mean, there was another another murder the week previous. That was the assistant. Okay. And then he's like, and Fowler... She was sucking his dick. And she was sucking Fine's dick, too. What? These these fucking nurses and doctors get up with the gossip, don't they? I mean, really, a hospital is nothing but high school 2.0. Everybody's horny. Everyone's in terrible marriages. Everybody's stuck in the same office. They work weird hours because hospitals open 24 hours a day. So, much like a 7-Eleven, you're going to fuck in the broom closet sometimes. So, we get a page, not Ellen Page, a page over the PA... Paging Dr. Fine, paging Dr. Fine, paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Herman, Pee Wee Herman joke. Oh, okay. Uh, Kojak hears it. He's like, all right, I'm going to go meet Fine. Fine's supposed to be out of here. He told me he was going to leave an hour ago. Right. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. I'm going to go see. I'm going to go intercept him. We get a very giallo shot of a hand wrapping twine around his hands. Yeah, as Fine is opening a door to not quite his office, but the room across from it. It was like it, it actually is like his medical lab or something. Kojak uh, intercepts him. He starts to asking about Fowler, and she's like, look, if you ever had your dick sucked by Fowler, you would not look at her as an enemy. She had no enemies. Right. She was amazing. Thing she, did, she did this trick with her tongue, Kojak. Let me show you. Like, no, 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 no. Give me the fucking facts. And he's like, he's like, did you fuck her? I heard you fucked her. The word on the street. She pity fucked me, yes. Yeah. Because I'm a fat, sad loser. Yeah. I spotted her one day. She was putting peanut M&Ms in her mouth, and she actually was so good. She could suck the peanut out and leave the M&M candy coating perfectly intact with the chocolate. You forgot to leave it out. Only the male M&Ms. Only the male M&Ms. Yeah. But she, she went She was place. loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she's like, look, and you you explain to hospital people, when you're around death, all you can think about is fucking. That's so, it. So we just fucking suck all the time here. Think about this, Kojak. I have to go tell that little freak Christopher Robbins Maynard that he's never going to walk again. You know the only way you can relax after you tell a child that's already balding that he's never going to walk again? Hummer. <laughs> Summer, thank yeah. you. That was a good one. Yeah. So he's like, "Don't worry." He once again totally condescending to the fucking godlike Kojak. He's fuck. His name's Aristotle for fuck's sake. Aristotle. Well, his real name is it's Theodopolis Kojak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, "There's no killer. Don't worry about it. Get the fuck out of here, Kojak." 
Go on. I notice you don't have your little styrofoam coffee. Go get a coffee. Kojak fucks off. And we keep we stay right on fine. Yeah. Walks across the hall to his main office. Right. The door it's it's dark in there, and he's immediately assaulted by the Giallo killer. Mm-hmm. Commercial break. We cut back. Kojak is interviewing Nurse Brady. She walked in on the mid-strangle. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because we come right out of the post. Right. Yeah, that's right. And she's like, he's like, well, did you get any idea on it? Was he black, white, half Puerto Rican? I, I don't know. I don't see color. All right? I don't see color. People are people to me. Well, was he tall, fat? I don't see size. The only color I see is the color on an M&M because I need to make sure I eat the male right. M&M's. Right, because she's, she's strictly dickly. She's tri- <laughs> so she's like, I think it was a white guy, but, but black people commit more crimes. She's just getting way too <laughs> oh, deep geez. into the weeds. This is 70s she's science. Doing, she's using statistics. She's right? using 70s quote-unquote science here. I think he was tall. I think he was white. Fine. He's just like, oh, he's like rubbing his neck. He Remember, was- at first we thought it was Robert Conrad, and Kojak was fucking crossing his fingers. Right, it's like. Please. Tall? Tall? It ain't Conrad. Yeah, it can't be Conrad. Fine is like finally coming, excuse me, finally (laughs) coming around. He's like, look, Kojak, I'm sorry I was condescending and gave you the candy. You're absolutely right. We need to get this guy. Yeah, if you need to lock down my hospital, if you need to warm up my butthole, like, it's all yours. Free reign. He's like, I'll pass in the butthole warming. Come to me, people. I do like that he took the lollipop out of his mouth and looked at it for a minute like... Do I have Stavros warm this guy's butthole with this lollipop? But no. He's got bigger fish Speaking to of Stavros, Stavros, Crocker, they're, they're like dogs. They immediately come into his whistle. And he's like, I want you to check the IDs of every single person who's ever been in this hospital. Right. That'll take weeks. Get started. Doesn't fucking matter. You have to get it done in an hour. I got to get my dick wet. Goes yeah. over to Ellen's office. Yeah. She's talking with Christopher. Why did they bring Christopher in the office? Yeah, Christopher and, and his nurse are in their office. And again, Ellen, for whatever reason, she's working with the loony adults, and she's also just comforting children. Right, because she's just that kind of person. Murray, she knows. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a future serial killer. We she know he's a it. future serial killer, so she's trying to get through to him, but she can't. She's the one who's got him on the art therapy, but all I can do is draw some horrible fucking finger paintings. And Well, they're good for an eight-year-old. For an eight-year-old? Yeah. Okay. But as an adult, trash. But yeah, this family boy will become a family man. That's right. We don't want to see that. And and so he, he's like, I don't know if I want to get the operation. Don't worry. I'll be there for you. And then Kojak's like, oh, yeah, somebody just died here. Freaking this kid out. Right. Or maybe he's like seeing his reactions. Maybe he... His fucking senses are tingling. His senses are probably tingling to see if this kid's like salivating over the thought of more murder. So he's like, beat it, kid. I got to talk to the doctor. And immediately Ellen Page goes for the bottle. Right. Yeah. Do you want some medicine? I don't know. What do you call the medicine? Seize it. That's a good year. <laughs> Please. Fill up my little. He pulls out. He's got a little styrofoam cup dispenser. In I his love jacket. that about fucking Kojak. He's right. always got a fucking styrofoam cup on him. And she's like, you know what? Yesterday, I got a very odd threatening call. It's even worse how she does it, because she just goes, you probably want to hear this. Plays it. And of course, it's that distressful call that Murray Pain did. for pain. Pity me. 
I know that voice. That's Undertaker's brother, Kane. And she's just like, look, Kojak. Because she's, like I said, she's so naive. She means well. But she's like, I was afraid you would immediately start pistol whipping everybody. Right. Kojak starts in. When did this come in? Oh, yesterday. Why didn't you tell me? I'm trying to solve a murder. This is clearly the murderer. I was afraid to tell you. You guys are pointing guns at everyone. And I'm everything we know about cops today... I mean, we shoot unarmed people all the time. Well, we don't, but <laughs> cops do. Uh, yeah, they shoot unarmed people all the time. So, of course, they would be drawing guns on everybody. And he's like, Doctor, I got a prescription for you. Go home, finish off this bottle, and get a good deep dick in. I mean, you got a boyfriend. You, you have to have a boyfriend who's probably got like a full head of hair because you're not in the bald guys that are oh. very – Persuasive, masculine, great voice and great glasses. And she's like, as a matter of fact, my boyfriend is my job. And he's just like, I could fuck you. They, I could bend you over this table right now. See, you guys, you don't get the benefit of the beautiful smirks that Dr. Ellen Page and Kojak share here. So Murray has to explain it in that way because yeah. they are fucking each other with smirks. Yes, they're leering. They, the leering is lusting. And just as he's about to bend her over that desk, fucking the, the, the cock blocker himself, the killer calls in. I thought it was the jerky boys. And I thought Kojak might answer the phone and be like, hello, jerky boys, no thanks. And he I think he just says the same, like, I had to kill again. You know, some shit. Kojak walks out. He's like, "Where's the, he, they, they see the calls coming from the inside or some shit. So he walks out looking for it. Stavros got his ear to the ground, knows everything that's going on. Right. He's like, get this. That hot piece of ass, Nurse Brady, she was just attacked in the stairwell. What? The stairwell? I told everybody to stay out of the stairwell. Yeah. So he rushes in there and all of that angst. That Kojak has been harboring because he hasn't been able to fucking toss it in everybody's face. He's got to be. Well, he hasn't been laid in like 23 hours. Okay, so let's think about this. It. Hasn't been laid in at least 24 hours. <laughs> yes. We got to remember this has been a whole day now. And he has told everybody to stay off the stairs. And he's had to be cool with the, fr- the fucking Christopher Robertson Maynard <laughs> picking at his freckles on his head. And he's had to be really cool because he wants to be crazy. He's like, and he's taking all that condescension from Dr. Fine. Look, everything is piling on him here. So he Kojak's used to telling his boss to shut the fuck up. Right. right. So he is now in a stairwell with all of his underlings and this uh, young nurse who disobeyed his order. So he is unleashing on her. He's like, why the fuck are you walking up the stairs? I told you no stairways. Well, I just – I need to get exercise sometimes. I was just, So I take the steps – couple times a day i can't afford to go play tennis and then she just walks out in a huff and he's just like oh he's like cracker come here he's like why wouldn't he finish killing her off it doesn't make any sense yeah maybe she was too hot you know and he's just like no nah, i don't think that's it look into it <laughs> so dr fine is back and he needs to talk with ellen now because he right. fully recovered from his strangulation and everything yeah. Probably a little bit of a change of heart. He just got strangled. He's got a guard with him now, and I think I think there's a moment Kojak shows up in a minute here. But yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, Kojak's in the background because this is where I call him Cock, Dr. Cockblock because yeah. he's just paging he, Dr. Cockblock. I don't know. This guy's nuts if he thinks he can compete with fucking Kojak, but right. he tries. So he's just like, look, 
Ellen, you're you got to take some time off. The patients will always be here. They're always going to be crazy. They're never going to get better. They're hopeless. Take a day off. Go out. Get laid. Drink up. Finish that bottle you got there. I read this as I have stowed away nude pictures of me in your house, under your pillow, under your sheets, everywhere, bathroom. As soon as you open your shower, there's me. There's my little penis hanging, you know, just sitting there under my fat belly that's rolled over it, partially blocking it. Kind of I car think jack that's lifting his belly up. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> and she's like, look, this is my life. I, I know. I, I'm i not going to leave until this killer is found. So we're following Kojak around. He runs into the baby boy, Chris. Right. He, again, the vibes. He's just trying to coax him into a life of not serial killing. Right. If you want to kill... Do it with a badge. That's right. So you go, hey, his kid's like, I don't want to go take another operation because you're getting him ready for another operation. He's like, look here, you little pussy. Here's my badge here. I'm going to let you. I don't let anybody touch it. I don't even want to fucking a girl and she wants to like wear the badge. I go, no way, bitch. Nothing. But I'm going to let. I, this is this once. I'm going to let you hold my. Hold it. You can't. Don't, don't even dare pin it on mm-hmm. you. And. It'll protect you. It'll keep you brave. And, of course, you're going to wake up, and you're going to hand this badge right back you to better. me. You better. You better, motherfucker. This is motivation right here. Right. He needed a Kojak figure in his life. Kojak can't do this. You know, Kojak's got everything to be responsible for in the world, pretty much. Right. I mean, come on. He's full of, his office is full of delinquents. or are too fucking stupid. He can barely pick up a styrofoam <laughs> cup off the ground. Right. <laughs> so as he so he hands it off. Then he gets a call on his little walkie-talkie from Kraka. Kraka. And he's like, "I think somebody's gonna get killed right now here. I'm out." He's like lurking, listening. Yeah. Got 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 a styrofoam cup up against the door. Go, Jack. There's some action on the third floor. I think I hear Isaac Hayes. So Kojak, he's like, oh, "I know what that is." Goes up there because Isaac Hayes is the black Kojak. And he's like, it's just a little levity. He's like, nah, there's just, just some doctors and nurses banging. Yeah. And then Kojak goes, hey, haven't you ever played doctor before? He's going, keep on fucking. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, keep up. He pats the girl on the ass, says, yeah, that's a pretty good tush you got there, kid. Have at it. And now we're getting a quick cut over to Brady. Who's Brady again? She's the nurse, nurse Brady, yeah. who was recently uh, accosted in the staircase. Right, she's uh, checking in on Ralph, looking at his beautiful macrame piece of shit thing. I don't know what it was. I think it's that owl thing that you have. It's gone. I threw it away. Oh my! See, you, were you disgusted because you knew a, a fucking serial killer? Once made I it? learned that Ralph made it, I threw it away. I burned it in an effigy to all the fucking murderous uh, uh, mental patients out there. And so, yeah, she's just complimenting. We're like, who? Who is it? We? What is it? What is? Gobsmacked. We can, we can see is. that Ralph needs to be reached by the right people, and his mom, the drunk piece of shit, is not that person. Right. So Kojak checks on Ellen again. He's working her hard, dude, because it's been 23 hours and 57 minutes since the last time he's had sex. <laughs> okay. So he just comes out and goes, let's just fuck. Like, let's, let's just fuck. Let's you know? get... Look, because sometimes when you're in a tense situation, fucking helps the situation. I've already set up a room. There's consent forms. There's my files. There's I, fines files. Christopher's operation is going to have to wait a couple hours because <laughs> yes. I'm using the operating room. That's right. I got this sweet Isaac Hayes mixtape from some kids upstairs who were fucking. No big deal. 
Uh, we got find files. We're going to get your files. We're going to put them all on the ground, and we're just going to fuck all over them because fuck this case. So, yeah, and he's like, look, you know what? I'm going to go back to the precinct. Bring over your files. We'll go through them. We'll figure out what's the connection to all these nurses and doctors. So we cut over to the headquarters. Stavros, of course, you mentioned it before. Every shot we've had in the headquarters, uh, Kojak's headquarters, right. there's somebody in dra- Well, not drag, but... Uh, well, yeah, in drag. Is, is drag full on makeup, though? We had this discussion before. No, I don't know. I, think I it's, don't know. I think it's just a dress and a wig. Right. I thought cross-dressing was just, like, modest, and then drag is, like, when you're going to the moon. I don't, I don't know. I mean... I think drag even... is to the moon. Okay. So, cross-dressing... And we kn- we recognize it immediately because of Stavros. He was in it. Yes, big black curly hair. I didn't know it was. St- I know he grabbed somebody. I didn't know it was Stavros. Right. It, it was, was so perfect. I thought it was a woman. It was Stavros shaving the whole time because he can't get it smooth. And <laughs> you're never gonna get that smooth with a hand razor. So he just yanks Stavros. Puts his hands down the dress, adjusts the brass. He's like, this is how tits look, you fucking freak. You've never, probably never felt a pair of tits before. And Murray decided he could not understand what was happening with their mission here. They were supposed to be off-duty nurses. And okay. who else looks like a lady who's ready for a fucking but Stavros? It makes perfect sense. While they're doing that, because uh, Kojak walked in with Frank. We got to have one scene with Frank, his captain. And Frank's got all these Danish What shows. was this scene? This scene is incredible. It's just a scene to give Frank some lines. It's levity. You got all the silliness happening here. And then you have the Danish scene. Uh, go on, please. I love the Danish scene. So, <laughs> thanks. You thanks. don't even remember? <laughs> I don't you have the knack for throwing it to me when I'm totally lost. Oh my god! So, so they come in with all the Danishes, and you said that Captain Frank comes in too, yeah. and of okay. course Kojak's just like fuck yeah, Danish. Because who doesn't love a good Danish? Well, no, Saperstein's like Danishes. What kind do you want? I like them all, and like fucking Frank even rolls his eyes. He's like, yeah, fucking cretin, disgusting. <laughs> Co- uh, Kojak grabs up his Danish, yeah, almost, and he starts fucking going to town. Ta- no, he takes like one bite. Yeah, no, he takes a few because he hasn't eaten in forty-eight <laughs> hours, and he's talking about he's thinking about fucking. He's grinding out his sexual frustrations into this Danish, and then he goes, "What the fuck is this? It'll welder make this?" And chucks it over at Stavros. <laughs> Stavros eats it. He actually spits it into his mouth. The, the Danish. He's like, "Come here." That's so. Come here. Opens his mouth and he spits in his mouth. <laughs> the things he does on film to his little brother. Jesus Christ. So then, while that's happening, Ellen shows up. He goes, oh, 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 come to my office here. And they're, you know, they're going over. I think I would like it. You don't want one of those Danishes. Right. And uh, I think they got, like, the chalkboard with all the names and shit, all the doc- how they're connected. Yarn. You got, you yeah, got the yeah. whole fucking Bronson mechanic, you know, setup right. going He's on He's got there. the ball of wax he's squeezing. She's got a ball of jelly she's squeezing. <laughs> I thought she was squeezing something in. <laughs> and, yeah, there's, they're, like, putting two and two together. So we cut back over, and we got baby Ralph there. And by baby, I mean a 40-year-old man with that full-on Eric Estrada head of hair. But, hey, his mom has also turned a corner. She's praising him for once in her fucking life. Right, well, she's probably drunk. Well, yeah, that's And she's like, this it. macrame, it's beautiful. You can actually do something, Ralph. This is so incredible. And then her purse falls over and the liquor falls out. And she looks around the room because it was a loud pl- uh, uh, glass bottle clanking on the linoleum floor, right. leaving scuff marks everywhere. She's probably the murderer. 
And she looks up, and a doctor's looking down at her. Who wants to fuck? Like, this guy looked like he was, like, maybe 45. And uh, Sarah Palmer, Mrs. Ralph here, she looks like she's 68. And a drunk 68. Yeah, like, terrible 68. Well, that's the thing. She's... She's such a hard drinker, she's probably 45. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, Ralph looks like he's 35. She had this kid at 13. That's how that's how it happens. I'm in the big city. Yeah. So Ralph is totally embarrassed by this because she's she'll you know, she's a party girl. She's like, I'll suck that cock doc stick. Ralph sees it. She's just like, Oh shit, I've got to adjust myself. She exits. Doctor's like, I also have to adjust myself, and he exits. Cut back to the precinct. They got the chalkboard up, and Kojak is like, wait a minute. Grady, Grady, who was involved with this, uh, with Dr. Fine, was a doctor, oh, it was a nurse on one of his things. Right. Brady was a tech. You think in the hallway he read, misread the, yeah, the name remember, tags? Yeah, they, they're like, Columbo was thinking about that with Krakow. He's like, why would he stop killing somebody? And then they, the and they're like, what do all of these doctors have in common? Hmm. They were working on Ralph when he got in his car accident. <laughs> Go to the fucking hospital now, Krakow. Who was the operational team? Murray, we got to put this whole fucking poker hand together. Parker. Walker. Fine. Fowler. And Larson. And Larson's still alive. Oh, boy. Not for long. Spring into action. They leap into their car. They call up the hospital. Fucking that Ralph fucker. He's the killer. Keep him on. Keep him under lock and key. But it's too late because Ralph is already getting ready to finish what he started. We so see- Larson is getting a page, and we're seeing this is the doctor. We see close-ups of just Ralph's eyes with his unibrow, like furtively looking left and yeah. right. Oh yeah, that's right. But we see that uh, Dr. Larson, that's Sarah Palmer's new lover. That was the guy that she was going to fuck. Okay. okay. You didn't put that together? No, I saw it. I just didn't put it together. They were going to fuck. I thought he was just like. That seemed like. I thought they were going to talk because he is his, Ralph's doctor. Oh, you thought that's where that was going? <laughs> yeah. That's probably more accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ralph sees it this way. And he gives another note to a nurse, like. Paging Dr. Larson, Dr. Larson to the front desk. And he's this, he's this arrogant doctor. He's like, I'm a god. I don't answer pages. I got to go do a fucking surgery. I have to operate on somebody. I Probably Christopher uh, Robbins Maynard. That's right. And he's, maybe because he's a, trying to kill apparently this Apparently, he's, he's kind of a shitty leg doctor because he's got to do multiple op- Is this some kind of Medicare kind of scam he's doing? Dude, he's on Operation 45 on this kid who is still not... Able to walk. Anyway, so, so he's getting, he's scrubbing his he's doing the scrubs, scrubbing his hands. That's right. And he just he's finally gets sick because it's constantly paging Dr. Larson. Paging, paging, paging. The lights are flickering. It's like what the fuck is this? He just grabs it. Stop fucking paging me. Hangs up. As soon as he hangs up, Ralph, Ralph attacks jumps him. him. Yeah. So Coach, with his macrame, of course. That's strong as shit, macrame. Coach and crew arrive just in time. We barely get a tussle in the fucking op, like pre-op operation room. They get him off. They stop him. They tranquilize Ralph. Kojak does nothing. He's like, Crocker, Rizzo, grab him. They, and, they, and they just take him away. 
he is everything you love about Patrick Stewart and Next Generation, and that's why it's the saddest thing that they brought Picard back, and they're like, you're a man of action now. You're going to be fucking arm-barring people. You're going to be doing missile drop kicks to people. What the fuck? It's because Patrick Stewart wants it. 80-year-old Patrick Stewart wants to be a badass. Yeah. So, they, they, like you said, they trank up Ralph. He's on fucking cloud nine. And he's like... Kojak is thinking out loud. How did he fool all of you smart doctors? Right. I, I'm confused by what the explanation is. Is it he actually was healed and he was imagining he was in pain and that's why he hated the doctors? Neurosis. Or was it the opposite? Where... He was fucked up, but when he got enraged, he wouldn't. He could walk. Yeah, like a oh, oh, interesting. Like was I think my ex my uh, thing is I think he was fine, but he was making himself sick, and that's why he was so angry with the doctor. He want he liked the praise he was getting from other people, not from his mother. Yeah, the attention. And yeah. if he walked again, his mom wouldn't care. But if he walked in front of everybody else and, like, all the little incremental improvements he made for all the nurse staff and everything were better. Interesting. But he also hates the doctors for not curing him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she's once again, she's just guilty. She's like, I, I just, I just want to help everybody. And, like, Koji's like, look, there's, some, there's, a, there's a child being raped right now. That's not my problem. I'll just clean it up. <laughs> it's like, shit happens. This is life. All right? I can't solve every goddamn crime. And matter of fact, I don't solve many crimes. But <laughs> keep that between us. So they're like sitting outside of uh, basically the waiting room for the surgery yeah. center and everything, like in that kind of area, just chatting and Fucking uh, Ralph's probably going to go to the criminally insane Arkham Asylum. Yeah, he's, he's going to Arkham too. Prepare your butt for the Joker That's <laughs> all I got to say. <laughs> or what should not, I say? The poker, because that's what he's going to do to you. It's not the good Joker. It's the fucking, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Joker with all the... Tattoos on his face. Oh my God, Jared Leto. Jared Leto choker. Oh my God, it is about the grill. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're like sitting in the little waiting room and they're just learning it up. Well, Cr- no, it, yeah. Chris that, is heading there and yeah. Kojak really has to seal the deal that he is just a guy you want to fuck. Yeah, he's like, you know what, kid? You can still use because he's, he's getting, he's going to get, he's going to surgery. Yes. And he's like, Oh, I see you still got my badge. Guess what? You can keep it a little while longer. Just keep it a little while. I want you to walk it right back and put it in my palm. Because I know you can do that. You're going to walk again, young man. Yeah, just so, ha- again, we talked about Kojak's five, five senses. He smelled that Ellen was nearby. Right. That Jasmine. Yep. Jasmine in bloom. Summer breeze. There we go. Makes him feel horny. Makes him feel Dr. Fine. <laughs> Oh, That's weird. That so he goes and sits down. Ah, <laughs> Jesus, he's going. So yeah, so they're like, "Well, crime solved." So they go to the waiting room and just relax. They're just yeah. like taking a load off. And Kojak's like, "Look, let's cut to the chase. You want me? I want you. I got a friend. His name's Vinny. He makes the greatest Italian Mexican fusion you've ever had. Why don't we go out?" And she's like, "You know what, Kojak? Why don't we go out?" And then Fine walks up. Dr. Cockblock walks up. I've noticed that you do not eat lunch with anybody, and I don't eat lunch with anybody. So I thought, I know this guy, Mario, who serves the okayest Mexican-Italian fusion. 
Would you like to have lunch with me sometime? And she's like, he's like, if that's okay with you, Kojak. If you're finished with her, <laughs> Lieutenant. Great finished. L- great line. <laughs> yeah. Finished. He knows Kojak. He knows his order in the pecking order you're here right. is way down <laughs> here. So he asks, are you finished? <laughs> Can I have your sloppy seconds? Can I taste you on her? And he's like, Kojak. I can only imagine what he had. Man, you got to you got to put this in perspective. Kojak hasn't had sex for twenty six hours at this <laughs> time, and he does. This is what this is called because this is like the last season of Kojak. This is one of the last episodes of Kojak ever. Incredible. And he's just like he's fun. You know, Kojak finally realizes. He finally, it happens. You mature. You become an adult. You're just like you realize you can't fuck every woman on the planet. You try. But you can't do it. And Kojak's got, he's come close. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know what? You two kids go along and you fuck. Crocker walks in, witnesses this. He is stunned. He's like, Lieutenant, that's a fine looking lady. What the fuck? Right. It's been 26 hours. I've been keeping track. <laughs> Look, kid, you can't win them all. And you shouldn't. Story of my life, baby. And he just walks off. He's like, and he's, he's got a much hotter, younger chick waiting for him at home. So he's just You like, know as soon as he goes down to validate his parking, the chicks can be like, can I get in your car? As soon as he walks down the hall, he's like, Brady, come with me. And then Nurse Brady leaves with him. And she's like, I, I hate that you fucking stuck me with that stooge crocker. I can't wait to see your caca. Oh, that's what a great play. way to end a, a, a terror attack. Fuck. Murray, this is good. Is this what we get to expect for the next month? Yeah, well, no, we're gonna we're not gonna do all giallos because we like to mix it up, you okay. know. Okay. But we're gonna do two giallos, two dis- Italian horror movies. It's gonna be fun. Okay. So yeah, this is your primer. You should now know what a giallo is. You'll be prepped and ready to listen to Murder Rock this Wednesday. Right. So. If you have any fucking problems, just know that Golden Globus Theater is just... Uh, 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 for this month, we are... Golden Globus Theater. <laughs> As Sir Gage Gasly would say. Is listening.